Good morning, and welcome to the McGregor EMC Sunday morning service for January 9th. Whether you're here in person, listening at home, or even possibly in your car, our prayer is that you will be encouraged and challenged with your relationship with our Lord. The sermon topic this morning seems especially fitting in this season as we read in Luke of Jesus going into the wilderness for 40 days alone. I think it's a beautiful reminder that Jesus truly knows and has experienced what we are facing. But in that, I would also like to challenge you this week to remember others. We have so many ways that we can connect in this time. Pick up your phone, give a call, give a text, give an email, or for one dollar, I think it's still a dollar, you could send a letter to someone you haven't talked to in a while. As we begin this service together, let us pray the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, which art Lord in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We'll call up Olivia to read the scripture. Psalm 141. I call out to you, Lord. Come quickly to help me. Listen to me when I call out to you. May my prayer come to you like the sweet smell of incense. When I lift up my hands in prayer, may it be like the evening sacrifice. Lord, Lord, guard my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Don't let my heart be drawn to what is evil. Don't let me join with people who do evil. Don't let me eat their fancy food. If a goodly person hit me, it would be an act of kindness. If they would correct me, it would be like pouring olive oil on my head. I would say no to it. It will always pray against the things and sinful people do. When the rulers are thrown down from the rocky cliffs, those evil people will realize that my words were true. They will say, as clumps of dirt are left from blowing up the ground. So our bones will be scattered near an open grave, but Lord and King, I'll, I keep looking to you for help. I go to you for safety. I don't, don't let me die. Keep me from the traps of those who do evil. Save me from the traps they have set for me. Don't let evil people fall into their own nets.
death could not hold you, and fail toward me for you, and silence the boast of sin and pray. The heavens are Set my feet upon 
As we sing our last song before the message, I just invite you, you to listen to the lyrics, sing along if you'd like, as we prepare to hear Pastor Russell share God's word with us. Tell me the stories of Jesus, right on my heart every joining us. I will ask you now to turn in your Bibles to Luke 4, and I'll be reading from verses 1 to 13. I'll be reading from the New International Reader's Version, and the heading is Jesus is Tempted in the Desert. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan River. The Spirit led him into the desert, and there the devil tempted him for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing during that time. At the end of the 40 days, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man must not live only on bread. 
Then the devil led Jesus up to a high place. In an instant, he showed Jesus all the kingdoms of the world. He said to Jesus, I will give you all their authority and glory. It has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God. He is the only one you should serve. And then the devil led Jesus to Jerusalem. He had Jesus stand on the highest point of the temple. If you're the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here. It is written, the Lord will command his angels to take good care of you. They will lift you up in their hands. Then you will not trip over a stone. And Jesus answered, the scripture says, do not test the Lord your God. When the devil finished all this tempting, he left Jesus until a better time. All right. Good to see you all again. I know I haven't been on vacation all that long, but at the same time, for some reason, when you go over January and you go over December, weeks feel like months. And so it's good to see you all. Uh, please bow with me now in a word of prayer as we dismiss children to Children's Church. Dear God, we want to pray a blessing on the little ones of our church. God, we pray as they go now to Children's Church that it is a time of learning, it is a time of growing up in you. We also want to pray a blessing on the teacher. God, we pray, give them the words to say. And we want to pray a blessing on this service as well, Lord. Speak to us today. We bring all of these things before you. Amen. All right, and you are dismissed. Down the hall, that way. All right, if you have your bulletins on you, you can pull them out now. There are a number of things to announce. Uh, McGregor EMC is on the Valley View Sledding Hill, January 14th to 16th. That is coming up real soon. So if you uh, want to help out at the hill, uh, if it's anything like today or the last week, as it is looking to be, it's going to be a cold one, so they can use all the help they can get. But get in touch with Emily Wright, and she will set you up. Uh, March 4th to 6th is the next one. Hopefully it will not be that cold then. If you are interested in joining a small groups, please contact Dakota Gunther. If you don't have her email address, get in touch with me. I will make sure to forward that along. Uh, there is going to be an EMC missions prayer meeting over Zoom on February 1st. You can register at the EMC uh, website if you are interested in that. And other than that, prayer meeting 7 p.m. on Wednesday. There isn't going to be youth this coming week, and that is it as far as announcements go, I believe. As far as prayer items go, I would ask for prayer for Shannon. Uh, being eight months pregnant, she is constantly uncomfortable at this point, and then throw into that that she twisted her ankle and stepped on a nail in the same day. That was, that was a bad Wednesday for her. And so we pray for healing for her and also uh, support over the last month to go. Uh, the assistant director, there is a new assistant director at Valley View Bible Camp taking over from Michael while he is on paternity leave. So let's pray for them that they have a good uh, fit there. Another ask for prayer, uh, Andy Bergen, who many of us will know from uh, around town or Phil's grocery store. Uh, he was in hospital with COVID for the past two weeks and then on Friday night, uh, he took a turn for the worst and was rushed to HSC and is intubated, so he's there now. So we want to pray for him and also for Teresa and the kids and the grandkids as well. So with all of that said, oh, and then also let's pray 
just in general with how crazy things are with Omicron going around. Let's pray for students. Let's pray for teachers as they deal with the either knowing or not knowing or everything the government is throwing as far as remote learning and phasing back in. And let's pray for them. All right, so let's go now into a time of prayer. Our God, we come before you this morning. God, we pray for Shannon. Lord, it can be so very uncomfortable in those last couple months. And so we pray comfort for her. Lord, we pray continued healing for her foot. Lord, we pray also that little Noel will be completely happy with other people picking her up. Lord, we pray for Shannon and we pray that the rest of the pregnancy goes well. And God, as we come in a little bit closer, we want to pray for Valley View. Lord, we pray for the new assistant director they have. We pray for Andrew Dick. God, we pray that that fit will be a good one. God, we pray that he will be a blessing there, that he will help guide them through this difficult time. God, we pray be with them, be a blessing to them. And God, we also now have our minds shifted to the scourges of COVID that are going through our community. God, we want to pray. We want to pray for Andy. Lord, he was looking so very well, only to be rushed at the last minute to HSC. So God, we, we admit that that scares us. And we pray for his healing. We pray that you be with his doctors. We pray that you will give them the knowledge of the things that need to be done in order to care for him. And at the same time, we want to pray for Teresa and the rest of the family now as they are in this place of not knowing. Lord, comfort them. Lord, be their strength. And for the entire province as they go through this time of complete overwork, complete panic, complete, God, be their strength. God, be their rock. God, give them the energy to keep on. And Lord, we want to pray also for our students and our teachers in this vein as well. The strain came on faster than we have ever seen before, and it brought so much uncertainty. And so, God, we pray, be their wisdom through this time. Bless them as they figure out how things are going to play out over the weeks to come. If it is going to keep on being remote learning, then God, we pray, particularly be with our students so that they can get the most out of that. And pray also be with our teachers as they deal with this unexpected change. God, we pray, bring healing to our plague-ridden land. Lord, we have seen you do great and wonderful miracles in the past, and we know that you can as well. We know that you can now. And so we pray, heal our land. In your name we pray all these things. Amen. All right. Well, we started our series on refocusing on Christ a month ago. And now we actually get to meet him. And today uh, we are with the rest of the EMC, meeting our Lord at the beginning of his ministry a passage that normally we would look at a couple uh, months from now at the beginning of Lent, but 
If we are going to be following our Lord, then this, this is a good place to start the year. In Luke 4, we read, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. Right before this passage is Luke's telling of Jesus' baptism, followed by a great long genealogy, but that's meant to be read as a single unit together with this passage. Uh, you can kind of tell from the beginning, one bleeds directly into the other. Uh, there at the end of Luke 3, we read that as John dipped our Lord below the waters in his baptism, that heaven itself opened and the Holy Spirit descended on Jesus as if a dove. And God told all who would hear, this is my son. And immediately, the Spirit leads God leads Jesus into the wilderness. And there, Christ remains for 40 days. 40 is a number that when you read it in the Bible, your ears should pick up. There is significance in that number. 40 is the number of years that the Israelites spent wandering in the wilderness themselves, very possibly for a chunk of that time in the very same area that Jesus now found himself in. So there is a connection there to keep in our mind between Jesus, Son of God, and the Israelites, who also called, who were also called God's children. Hosea 11.1, 1, among many others. For 40 days, we read that Jesus was in the wilderness. And all those 40 days, we read that he was tempted. Tempted, also like the Israelites were Throughout the latter half of the book of Exodus, we read that the Israelites in the wilderness, after having been freed by God through Moses from slavery in Egypt, nevertheless kept wondering if they should go back to their chains, go back to Egypt. The wilderness was so very hard, so very terrifying, so very uncertain after all. Should we go back to Egypt, they would ask time and again, back to the land of our enslavement, the land that God freed us from. We may have been oppressed there, but at least there was food. We may have been in bondage there, but at least things were certain. At least things, although terrible, were simple. Forty days, Jesus Christ, God's Son, was tempted in the wilderness. And as we think about his pain, the trials of the Israelites should be in our mind as well. The Son of God was truly tempted there, just as the children of God were, and more than that even, are tempted now too. For we Christians, we believers, are adopted into God's family. We believe that to be true, Romans 8.15, Paul tells us that. We too are God's children, you and me, and the rest of the church as well. So we too know the wilderness, know the temptation found there. Forty days our Lord was tempted. Forty days the devil came at him time and again, enticing him to sin, to follow Satan's call. 
during that 40 days. It was not that Jesus simply did nothing. No, we read that he fasted. Something Matthew 4 is telling of the temptation makes very explicit. Fasting being giving up something important to you so that you can focus on the Lord, focus on God. Jesus did not do nothing for 40 days while he was tempted by all the devil could muster. No, he spent that time with his Father, with our Heavenly Father, and the Spirit we read was with him through all of it. And then we read the devil speak. Read the devil tempt Jesus Christ. If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. The first of the three temptations, leveled at the base needs of who we are. For our Lord, we read, was hungry, and when we are hungry, the world stops turning. Time gets drawn out, spread out, stretched out, far too much to make any sense in our minds. And terrible decisions that would normally be beyond anything that we would ever think ourselves possible of suddenly drift into the realm of the sensible. The human body of someone who is in decent shape with a little extra padding. At most can go two months without food and that's stretching it. Particularly in the time of Christ when good nutrition meant eat whatever is available so you don't starve. 40 days. Imagine the state that our Lord was in. For Jesus, there would have been constant pain. And not just hunger pangs either, but the effects of dietary deficiencies rearing their head. The Israelites were tempted in this way as well. Lack of food, lack of water, lack of basic necessities. And how did that go for them? Numbers 20. To quiet his people's demands, Moses acted against the explicit command of the Lord in order to satiate them. He turned a rock into water. The children of God in the past have given in to this temptation. And to this day, we still struggle in these ways. We are still tempted to turn away from our Lord and follow our basest urges. How easy it is to distance ourselves from God when we think that we are lacking in the slightest. How easy it is to distance ourselves from his church when we begin to think that we are lacking and how easy it is to follow our base urges off a cliff, be they food, drink, fear, health, shelter, safety, sex. How easy it is to be dominated and to be led by our desires rather than to be the one that leads them as God promises to a better life. And so the devil calls, can you do this, child of God? Can you withstand giving in to your basest urges? Can you do the thing that even the great Moses himself could not? To which Jesus Christ, starving to the point that every inch of him hurt, responds, it is written that man shall not live on bread alone. 
even with his pain? That's a cheeky answer, because that was written by Moses. Deuteronomy 8.3, and that's only the beginning part of the sentence that you're going to find there. Man does not live on bread alone, it begins, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. So the devil's temptation continues. He leads Jesus up to the highest of places, and he shows him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me, and I will give it to anyone that I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus is not from a rich family. At that time, his profession is one where he would have been middle of the road to well under in terms of how well off he and his family were. A carpenter, a handyman. He would have known the pains that come with having to struggle to get by. So imagine the temptation that this would have been. And it's more than that even. Jesus lived as a member of a people that were oppressed and robbed by their overlords to the point that the entire region that he was in was teetering on the brink of an uprising and there even would be not too long after he dies and ascends to heaven after his resurrection. Every time that he would have come across that kind of authority, that kind of splendor that the devil is promising him, it would have been because it was being leveled at him like the tip of a spear. It would be this kind of authority, this kind of splendor that would ultimately be what hung him on the cross in just a few years' time. So as our Lord stood there after over a month with Nothing in the wilderness. Seeing all that pleasure that the world had to offer him laid out, imagine what he would have been thinking about what he could do with all of that. Maybe worshiping the devil wouldn't be that bad. The Israelites had known this same temptation. They had been in Egypt, slaves at the end of the whips of a people who were this kind of rich, who were this kind of powerful. Every day seeing this kind of authority and power leveled against them and their loved ones. When God freed them from their chains, he had promised them that he would lift them up and he would save them from the oppression because he was their God and they were his children. And he did. He did that time and time again. Read the book of Judges time and time again. But it wasn't enough. They wanted to be those who held the chains of others. They wanted to be those who had that power and had that authority to make those who hurt them suffer. In the book of 1 Samuel, we read that the Israelites got their wish to have that power. And by the time the book of 2 Kings is done, boy, do we learn that it made everything worse. The whips remained it's just that the hands holding them changed from foreign oppressor to their own kin. To this day, we're still tempted in this way, are we not? To seek for ourselves all the power, authority, and splendor of the world, always to have our eyes first on ourselves 
and to place our efforts always on fulfilling our own wants, no matter how small they may be, always to want more, more, more. All the while, the people around us cry out, begging for a leg up, begging to have their needs met too. Will you give in to this temptation as well, child of God? Will you choose for yourself power and authority even though it comes from the devil and leads only to this kind of rule? Even though it will enslave everyone for nothing other than you putting yourselves above them? After a moment, Jesus responds, It is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Deuteronomy 6.13. Disgusted one last time, the devil lays a trap. And he leads Jesus to Jerusalem and has him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here, for it is written that he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Here the devil shows us just how crafty he can be because these words are from Psalm 91, a psalm about how God is always with his children, always caring for them. But The devil twists it, for it is one thing to know that God will always be with us, and it is quite another to say that we have the power to force him to act. The first is a wonderful comfort, and the second is the original sin. Of all the temptations, though, this one to Jesus must have been the hardest. For the message our God brings is one of salvation, one of the forgiveness of sins, one that places God above all, one in which by following Christ we know that we are following God. This is the message that the Son of God brings to our fallen world, one that will save it from itself, right the wrongs and bring peace to our troubled lands and There is only ever one way that kind of message turns out. So why even struggle to do the will of God? Why even struggle to follow as he leads? The devil tempts. When there is easier ways of going about things. to have everyone in Jerusalem see you saved by the angels of the Lord, I suspect that that would be the easy way out as far as what you tell them next. We children of God have always been tempted like this as well. Tempted to give up our faith and to distance ourselves from other believers because we find it too hard, too inconvenient, too terrifying Tempted like Jonah to run to Tarshish away from Nineveh. Tempted to claim to be believers while living a life void of the love of Christ. Tempted to claim that our God hates those that we disagree with and cares nothing for the world around us because that excuses us from having to care for those things ourselves. 
Will you give in to this temptation, child of God? Will you take the easy way, the way where there is no need to pick up your own cross? The way in which the gospel is only what you say it is. The way in which there is no need to suffer, even though the world will burn as a result. And after a pause that feels like forever, Jesus finally answers, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Deuteronomy 6.16. And so the passage concludes. The devil unable to sway our Lord to follow him. This is the one that we choose to focus on. This is the one in whom our hope is found. This is the one by watching we know that we do not need to fear for ourselves or the world around us. Jesus Christ, God's Son, a fellow child of God, for he withstood all that the devil has to offer. It took so many long millennia, but in Christ, Israel was finally able to remain strong against the temptations that the devil threw at them. And as fellow children adopted into this family of God, as we saw from the passage in Romans so too do we now know that by following Christ's example, we can stand strong against the temptations of the devil as well. How did he do it? The ready answer that is all too often given is that Jesus stood strong against the temptations of the devil solely because he is the son of God, solely divine. And while Jesus is divine, remember that Jesus is father while God, his mother is Mary, full human flesh and blood, just like you and me, just like all the children of God. He struggled as we do. He was tempted as we are for him to have given in and followed the devil's call like the children of God have so often done before and after, that was a real possibility. Because if it wasn't, then nothing of importance happens in this passage at all. Because that temptation is real and yet he stood strong, what we see here is proof that we can follow our Lord in the face of anything. How did he do it? How, when tempted with everything, did our Lord resist? Scripture and fasting. Because Christ knew the word and he spent time with God. Every time the devil tempts Christ, how does he respond? He responds with a passage of scripture laying out why the devil is wrong. And when the devil twists that psalm to tempt Jesus, how does Jesus know that what the devil is saying is straight up blasphemous? Because our Lord knows the word. 
And he doesn't just know it magically either. Scripture has been a central point of Jesus' life for long up until this point. At the end of Luke 2, there is a story from when Jesus is a boy. It was read last week in which he shows off how well he knows the scriptures to rabbi in the temple. That was decades before the temptation happens. Jesus knows his scriptures, and he knows them by heart. And we can have that strength too. But like him, we have to work on it. We have to spend time in the word and with other believers talking on it, just like Jesus and the rabbis in the temple. Or else, how will we ever be able to remember it when temptations rise? Which reminds me, how is that assignment I gave you in December going? To spend time in the Word. Keep on with it. Why not start your kids in it, young? Learn your Bible. Consider joining Bible study group. There is, this is no small thing to know your scriptures. It is what teaches you who Christ is. It is what teaches you who God is and what he has done. Do you want to stand strong in your faith when temptations come? Then this is where you begin. Next, Christ spends time fasting. Whether or not that's a matter of abstaining just from food, I don't think that's the takeaway because many can't for health reasons, and that's okay. But set aside regular time to focus on God in prayer, in contemplation. Try this. We aren't in Lent yet, but this year, why not make up for all the years gone past when you didn't do Lent at all? Give up something important to you today, something that you spend a lot of time with, And in that new open time you now have, spend it with God. Focusing on God in prayer, being with the Spirit as Christ was in our passage today. Why not give prayer meeting the old college try? This is what fasting is about, giving up something important to us and putting God in that place to see who he is, to see what we need to truly live. Do this and you will have what you need to stand against the fiery darts of the enemy. For when it comes to withstanding temptation, it's 95% about laying the groundwork in advance. Will we from time to time mess up? Probably. But have hope that if you continue to follow our Lord's example, continue to lay that groundwork gets easier. My brothers and sisters, in our lives we will be tested as Jesus Christ was. The devil will tempt us. But that Christ was able to stand strong means that we can have hope that by following him we can too. We can learn how to withstand our base needs to focus on God. We can learn how to put others above ourselves and we can learn how to pick up our cross and follow God to make the world we live in into the kingdom our Lord would have us build. We just need to follow his lead. And so, 
Let's begin doing just this starting today. benediction today comes from the book of Numbers. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he let his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May he show you his face and bring you peace. Go now and serve our God.